Welcome to the Mini Crisis, brought to you by the Tales of Crisis podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about special conditions. This is recorded in March 2021, and these are the special conditions that are available at the moment. I expect further special conditions to be added as the game continues to grow, and I'll probably do an updated version of this podcast. But for now, where we are, these are the ones that are currently available. We're going to go through each of the conditions, explain what they do, and explain how best to use them. Before we get into that, what are they and how are they normally triggered? There's a range of special conditions that are normally given to your opponent's character as part of an attack, usually triggered on a wild, so that means in your attack dice, if one of the results is a wild, normally that then means that any special conditions that are given from that particular attack will be given to the character you are attacking. Another common way in which you can gain special conditions could be from crisis. An example of this is Demons Downtown, where you would get incinerated tokens if you are on the objectives at the end of the round. If you have a special condition, one of the ways in which you can get rid of that special condition is by the shake action. So as part of your activation, one of your actions you can take is a shake. Part of a shake, you will remove one of these special conditions. Other ways include part of the Asgardian leadership. You can pay a power and remove one. Or there are some characters, for example, Wong, who, as part of an action, can remove a special condition from one of your characters. And talking of characters like Wong, there are other characters can do the opposite. An example of this is Crystal, from the new Inhumans release, who prevents you from doing a shake action on a number of special conditions. Not all of them, but a, a set few. So something to be aware of. If you're within a certain range of her, you won't be able to do a shake. Each character box and part of the core box come with the required tokens. So there are a number in the core box of the common ones. And also within each character expansion pack, you will get tokens for the relevant special conditions that those particular characters can give out. That means from a physical perspective, you have everything you need. On TTS, another form of play, they're all there automatically. And one of the good things about that is if you hover over those conditions, it will explain what the rule is. This is a good way to learn it if you're playing for the first time and you're playing on TTS, just hover over them and they'll tell you exactly what they do. Special conditions are a key part of the game, often overlooked from a beginner perspective and seen as a bit of a bonus. But the more you get into the game, the more you realise how important these are. A shake is a way to get rid of them, as we've mentioned, however it costs an action, and often you do not want to spend an action to do this, though at times you will not have a choice, because you will need to remove that special condition. So let's go through the special conditions and see what they all mean. First one, and most common, is bleed. Now the rules for bleed, and the rules for all special conditions, can be found on the online rulebook at Atomic Mass Games, and it's all part of Appendix B. Now the rules for bleed are the character suffers one damage at the end of its activation. So this means once you've gone with that character 
if it still has got bleed, then it will take one more damage. There are certain characters that this isn't too much of an issue for, one maybe at the back of the board that aren't necessarily being attacked by anybody, got plenty of health left. Maybe on those ones you're not so bothered. However, generally in those situations, that character's probably not doing much anyway, in which case it can spend a shake action. It is, however, especially important for those that are under threat, as often, if you leave that character with just one health left, if you're able then to put the bleed on, it means that that character has to either do a shake in their next activation, or they will get dazed or KO'd once they finish. Sometimes that's a worthwhile risk, and I've done that before, where I know they're going to get dazed, maybe do their two attacks, and therefore be able to do some damage, and then I just accept that they're then going to get dazed or KO'd. One thing to note about bleed, as mentioned in the last episode, this does not give you power, so this is not classed as an enemy attack, and therefore you do not receive power for this. The next special condition down the list is a hex. Now, the rules for a hex are... The character does not roll an additional dice for its critical results during attack, defense, or dodge rolls. So this is really impactful. If you're rolling on dice and you're unable to get your additional dice from your crits, that can make a massive impact when we come to look at spikes. Spikes are where, on natural dice variation, you can either get a lot of positive or a lot of negative results. MCP is renowned for this, one, because of the way that they use d8, but also based on crits. This means that you could roll maybe four dice, and all four of those could be crits, and that gives you another four additional dice, which is massive. However, if the character has got a hex on it, they're not getting those additional dice, which again has a massive impact. Definitely not one you want your character to be on. And it's also important this isn't just attack and defense, which often is the case. This also includes dodge rolls. Next up, we've got incinerate. The rules for incinerate are that the character removes one die from its defense rolls. So again, very impactful. And this is something you want to get on early if you're attacking a specific character. If you have it in mind for a particular round that you want to necessarily attack a character... You want to get this on early. Because bleed only occurs once per round as such, in that it's only after their activation finishes it does anything, it's not so important. Whereas something like Incinerate, where it's removing one of their defense dice, it's important to try and get this as your first activation. Therefore, it forces your opponent's hand to either then activate that character to try and get a shake off, or, for every attack that then comes into them, they're going to be rolling less defense dice. One other interesting thing is, if you can manage to get that early in the round after they've activated, so say that character is one of the first your opponent activates, that's even better, because it guarantees you, for the rest of that round, you're going to be able to attack that particular character, and they're going to be rolling one less defense dice. As mentioned earlier as well, Incinerate comes from a crisis, Demons Downtown. So again, when you've got a lot of characters across the piece with Incinerate, it does get quite interesting. Next up is Judgment. Now Judgment, the rules for this is the character does not gain power when suffering damage from enemy attacks. So on the last episode we talked about power, 
and how you gain power from enemy attacks and how at times that decision as to whether or not to do an enemy attack or not you often don't want to do the enemy attack because you're then giving your opponent power to do things with. They've got a judgement on them, then you're free to attack them. There's no benefit to them of you attacking. So again, hugely powerful, although a rare one. I believe this is only currently on Ronin. Now, next up, Poison. Something that's become more popular as part of the new Inhumans release. The rules for Poison are... The character loses one power during the power phase. Now this again, power is everything. So if you're losing power, especially in the power phase when that's normally when you would receive it, this is a big thing. It essentially forces you to get power from other methods if you're needing it. So whilst it might not seem a lot, only one power, it is something that you can't afford to leave on a character for very long. You're going to have to do something about it because you don't want your character sat there just not gaining power from the power phase. Next up, Root. The rules for Root is, the character must spend one power before using an active or reactive superpower. So here, this is a bit of a power denial play, in that you're forcing your opponent to spend more power to do things that they would normally do. This again can be powerful because if you're going to remove power from them, they know they don't have it. However, with this, they still have that power, but it's making them make more decisions. It's meaning that they won't be able to do what they would normally do with their power with regard to those particular superpowers. So again, making your opponent make more decisions. Next up, we've got Shock. Now, Shock is very similar to Incinerate, apart from it works on attack rolls instead of defense rolls. So this is the character removes one die from its attack rolls. Similarly to Incinerate, this is huge. Especially if you know that a particular character is about to come into your lines and do a load of damage. They're a particularly powerful character. Anything you can do to help mitigate that, you should do. And this gives you that opportunity. You put shock on them and it means that maybe their seven dice attack is now only six dice. And that can make a huge difference. Or maybe they have to do a shake action in order to remove that, which again removes one of their potential attacks or potential moves. Next up, slow. Now slow, the rules for this are, the character can only use the short movement tool while advancing. This is more situational. If you have a slow moving character, there's no impact to them. If you've got a long moving character though, this is a huge disadvantage. The area covered by a long distance mover compared to a short distance mover is massive. Medium, it's an annoyance, it's not the end of the world, but for a long mover who's normally there because of their long movement, making them go short can have a drastic effect. A great example of this would be Angela, a five point character with a long move and a big base. You really want to utilise that move and get her where you want her. And she can only move slow, then that really hampers your opponent's plans. Next up, Stagger. When the character activates its first action, it must be a shake action. This sage action must remove the Stagger special condition. This is probably one of the most impactful special conditions in the game at the moment. This essentially removes one of your actions. It forces you to go from two actions down to one. 
That's a 50% difference. And that can be huge. If you have a very powerful character in your lines and they're going to do a whole raft of things, if you can force them to actually only be able to do one of their two actions, it can swing the game massively. So anything where you can give out stagger really should be considered as something that you should be looking to do. Obviously, on a lesser character that perhaps isn't going to do so much damage, it's less impactful. However, it's still worth doing. There's no way the character can ignore this and go for that guns blazing all-out attack. Finally, we have stun. Stun rules are, if an effect would cause the character to gain more than one power, it gains only one power instead. Again, very impactful. We're talking about power denial once more. If you're likely to do large scale damage, this becomes huge. And similarly, if you put it on a character that's likely to do high scale damage with their builder, again, it becomes more impactful. Where chip damage is happening, either by the character or against that particular character, they're normally only getting one anyway, so less impactful. Maybe they're getting two and you reduce it. But where maybe there's a six or seven health character and you manage to do a, a six damage attack on them, they're losing five power from that. And that can be huge in a game. Likewise, if they're the ones that's doing the big attack and they're intending to do that in order to be able to gain enough power to do maybe do one of their superpowers, putting stun on them can really hamper their plans. It means that they will only ever be able to get one power from that particular attack unless they decide to do a shake again reducing their effectiveness massively so there we have it they are the 10 special conditions as i said you can find the full rules in the appendix b of the rule book but they're definitely worth considering when you're reading a card of a particular character make sure you consider the impact and the use of those special conditions because they can have a massive impact on the game. Therefore, when you're looking across the board and you're trying to analyze what to do next, think about where you could use the special conditions and where they can come in as part of the play. Don't just always look at the damage potential. Don't just always look at where an attack does and then think, well, there's a bonus if I do this special condition. Start to think about special conditions and the impact that they will have on the flow of the game and on your opponent's plans. Similarly, always consider what your opponent can do, what special conditions they can put out. There's nothing worse than getting to a point where they particularly put, let's say, incinerate on you and all of a sudden start bombarding you. You may be sat there with somebody like Thor on four defense and you're quite comfortable, but then all of a sudden that goes down to three defense. And that's a 25% drop in their defense. Again, that's a large drop. It's even worse if you're taking maybe a three or even a two defense character and you're getting something like incinerate on them, then that's a huge drop. So always consider where your opponent can put special conditions on you and similarly where you can put special conditions on those. Start to look at that as the driving force for some, some of the attacks and almost the damage is the bonus. It's a big change to the way in which you can approach the game, but I do find it is more impactful. Let those special conditions drive what you're trying to do because the impact of those can be huge on your opponent. Thanks for listening. Hopefully that was helpful and we'll delve into more elements of the game in future episodes.
If you want to check us out on the larger podcast, we are Tales of Crisis. And also please check out the Tales of War Games website where you will find all our podcasts from both the Tales of Sigma and the Tales of Crisis families. If you want to catch me, I am on both Twitter and Instagram at Martin Swaffield. Till next time, never underestimate the power of special conditions.